Good morning and welcome to our Holistic Wholeness show, talking to you today about your growth. Without continual growth and progress, such words as improvement, achievement and success have no meaning. Benjamin Franklin said that. And what did he mean? Well, sometimes, and I know Dawn and I talk about this quite often, we talk about um, how we actually assess how far we've come in the things that we want to do in our growth. And in all fairness, businesses do this regularly because they do a business review. And we're sort of talking something similar today, but obviously we're talking about your holistic wholeness. So Dawn, great to have you on the show again. Good morning, thank you. I found a fantastic definition of personal development, which I think really does relate to your personal growth and to, and to a lot of what we're going to talk about today. And this uh, definition says, personal development covers activities that improve awareness and identity, develop talents and potential, build human capital and facilitate employability, enhance quality of life, and contribute to the realization of dreams and aspirations. So Dawn, I know that in all of our shows, we actually mm -hmm. talk about the wheel that we've created. Yes. Yeah, and today is no different because um, the wheel of personal, professional, business growth very much focuses on the health uh, because obviously if you're not physically, emotionally, mentally fit, then you're not going to be um, able to work anyway. So health is obviously number one. Um, wealth, a subject we're going to discuss in a lot more detail in the December show, and I know you'll introduce that uh, as usual at the end of today's show. Decluttering, creating your environment, your personal growth, self-care, managing your energy, and having good quality relationships with yourself, significant others, family, friends, food, and all sorts of um, other things. How you manage your time, your spiritual growth, your fitness, and obviously planning your future. So that's our wheel of growth encompassed as a personal and professional um, wheel. And that's, if I'm right in thinking, Dawn, isn't that in relation to our holistic wholeness wheel? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, the two are very much one and the same thing. But this is this is a show about bringing it all together. And I think that's right because I think you know you and I are great at this. We look at what we planned, what we thought mm -hmm. we'd do, what we you know set goals for. In other yeah. words, what we wanted to aspire to do. Mm -hmm. But often. You know, unless we actually consciously thinking about it, we often just keep trying to move on, don't we? We don't sort of stop yeah. and go, well, that's where we were. That's mm -hmm. where we want to be. And how far have we got down the path? Mm -hmm. And as coaches, I mean, we talk about the wheel of life. We talk about all these different wheels that we've created to do with our holistic wholeness um, show. And we talk about how you can work with them you know, how you can rank and rate every segment of your life. And obviously we've chosen these 12 to do with holistic wholeness. But sometimes it's actually a great idea to take that wheel out again. Don't look at what you've done before and mm. rank, rank it. Yeah. And particularly at this time of year, you know, Christmas is something like five Friday, five, five Christmas Fridays, shopping Fridays until Christmas. Uh, so it's kind of frightening when you think about it that way. But with Christmas around the new year, uh, around the corner, you've got new year. Yeah. Which means people are thinking new year, new you, new resolutions, which is pretty sort of regurgitated old nonsense. Uh, whereas if you can take a more formal assessment of what you've achieved and where you want to go and where you are now, you, you're more able to plan the necessary steps to move forward. So... Um, I think it's absolutely, you know, imperative at this time of year, like businesses, we all take stock and, and think, what have we achieved this year? And what more do we want? And also, isn't it, what haven't we achieved? Yeah, because that's sometimes, true. You know, at the beginning of the year, you sit there and you do your wheel and you think, right, this is where we are. This is what I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if we're looking at health, you know, physical, emotional, mental health, 
and, and all the aspects that go into our health show. And you've ranked it or rated it as, as sort of a five and you wanted it to be a seven and you knew you had to do X, Y, Z to get it to being that seven. Mm. But today you're thinking it's only a six and you're thinking, mm, you know, why haven't I done that? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's never wrong that it's only a six. Yeah. Let's get that, let's get that clear. It's never wrong that you still haven't quite got to the seven. Mm. But what happened to stop you getting to the seven? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we have to be really clear when we're doing this review as to what the successes were, what the challenges were, what the blocks were, and, and what stopped us moving ahead. And sometimes it can just be something as simple as time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as it's not an excuse, which obviously as coaches, we know with a lot of our clients, it is an excuse. But you're right, we need to celebrate the successes. Um, because I think as coaches, you know, when we do the Wheel of Life on a scale of naught to 10, we tend to be very results orientated and we have to accept and respect the fact that for a lot of our clients they don't want to be 10 in every area uh, they are happy with a, a move from a three or four or five to a six or a seven or an eight and that's absolutely fine yeah. but as you equally say explore the self-sabotage that have stopped you achieving certain things because you know whether it's pain motivation or pleasure motivation it amounts to the same thing in so much as there's a reason, there's a payoff as to why you didn't do something. So self-sabotage is just as important as celebrating the little steps of success for sure. Now, you're talking about excuse me, self-sabotage, but the other side of it sometimes can be that something's happened, you know, mm-hmm. what I call real life's happened. Yeah. And, you know, it's taking you down a slightly different path or it's taken your focus into a different area or, you know, something stopped you actually spending time on that. Sometimes it was the right thing. Exactly. I was going to say, it's recognizing that. It's actually Mm -hmm. recognizing not that you haven't achieved something, but maybe why you haven't got as far as you wanted to get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, the other area that, that I think, and I talk about this quite a lot with uh, when I'm doing some presentations, um, we often think, you know, there's this goal. I want to be this personal. I want to achieve this within a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And I, quite often on the internet, I'm seeing um, adverts, you know, lose 10 pounds in 10 days. Yeah. But Write what, a book in a weekend. Write a book in a weekend, that's another classic. Yeah. Um, publish in two days or something. You know, you're seeing these and they're all really short periods of time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take into account real life. It doesn't take into account what you've already got booked in your diary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that 10 days or that weekend, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You need longer. Mm-hmm. But we assumed because we've defined it or because we've been told that can happen. Mm-hmm. That's the time frame. Mm. And those steps we're taking to achieve that time frame may be smaller than we actually expected them to be. Mm. And instead of doing a book in a weekend and it's going to take you six months, does it really matter? Mm. Not really. What it, what it means is that you've got to recognize that the task you took on may be bigger yes. than you anticipated. Yeah. May need more steps, may need more time. Yeah. I mean, that that immediately makes me think of two things, Barbara. In my corporate world, when you're reviewed and assessed by your managers, one of the things I always heard was nobody puts the amount of pressure on you than you do. You know, we don't have such high expectations of you. We, You know, you're doing a great job, but you always want more. And that's where your stress is coming from because you're a perfectionist. Yeah. So that's one thing that we know Um, a lot of our clients suffer with is this perfectionism type syndrome. But the second thing is the, uh, the time, you know, if I look at my own scenario with a dialer guru, I had thought um, we would do a book a quarter. And um, so these are self-development, personal, professional business, self-help books. And uh, the first one has been such a massive learning both from um well everything everything really from start to finish but particularly the finish because 
it's true what they say, writing the book is the easy part. So I can understand why people have these adverts, write a book in a weekend. I mean, you can't, but you could certainly create a framework document for a book in a weekend. Yeah. But you can write a book yeah. probably in three, four months. It's the afters uh, that you haven't necessarily planned in. The easy part is writing the book. It's the editing and the editing and the editing, you know, killing your babies, your words, and getting something that's really polished and then putting it in the hands of the publisher. Um, and then it's out of your control and, you know, you just have to wait. So things like that you don't plan for necessarily. So it's other relationships, isn't it? But it's also, I mean, I, I, you know, we're talking about Dala Guru, um, and I love the comment you made a few months ago when you said, mm. you know, from the editing perspective, you're the editor and you're going through every chapter and you're looking at every single word. And you said mm. that you'd spoken to somebody or met somebody who'd had 17 edits for his book. Yeah, it was Jeffrey Archer. Um, <laughs> 17 edits, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, I know you and I, in, in, in working with that first book, have actually gone through three or four edits. And it's been challenging oh. to do that many. Yes. And you're thinking, and I know what you said about the time it's taken to do just the first edit, let alone mm -hmm. the rest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're sit and I'm sitting here thinking, well, that's actually a really good classic example. Because here we came up with, this is the plan. This yes. is how it happened. This is how long it will take. We haven't done it before. Yeah. And and suddenly you're beginning and to... Coaches and we planned it out really well, didn't we? <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, you go back in my career, I mean, I'm a project manager, so yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. used to planning. But yeah. it's these sort of things when you suddenly realise that, you know, we planned in, I think, one edit. We then stuck in a second edit because we felt that there was a, a positive... Um, reason for it yes um but i know you've done more and mm. i know there's been more come up yeah. and it's these things when you know you're coming back and doing this review of your year you know as we're talking about in today's show yeah. your growth mm -hmm. you know it's not that it's wrong that it hasn't happened in the way we planned no but it's a learning curve, as you've said, that says, okay, well, I didn't anticipate this step and I didn't anticipate this delay and I didn't anticipate this having to happen and I didn't anticipate this going on and I didn't anticipate, you know, an mm -hmm. author coming back late mm -hmm. um, and I didn't anticipate that happening. Mm -hmm. And it is often, it's a learning curve. Yeah. And often something else will step in the way. Yeah, because I know from my perspective, I've just been involved in a, a project which was a fantastic project, and I loved every minute of it. But working with a team of six people, I anticipated that the work would be shared. It wasn't, and it ended up on my desk and my PA's desk. Mm. And instead of being able to go, okay, this is a piece of work, I've got it done. It's actually taken me four solid weeks to do that piece of work, to make it happen, and to make it carry on. Yeah. And to come out of that project successfully, mm. because it was something that went live on a given date. It wasn't anything mm. we could delay. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, what happens to everything else? Yeah. It just gets shunted to the other side of it. Yeah. And um, this review is, is an understanding of your growth. Because in all of these things, you grow, you learn, you understand well, that's why I think it's really important whether you call it a review uh, or a business plan or uh, reviewing your family mission statement or whatever. It's about lessons learned, isn't it? So it doesn't matter that um, your project or my project, uh, you know, threw several curveballs at us that we weren't able to control because other people were involved. Um, that doesn't make us bad project managers. It What would make us bad project managers is if we didn't review and create a lessons learnt type of scenario so that the next time we're better prepared. So everything is a journey. You just get better with each scenario. So it's not really, well, it is really self-sabotage. You'll be able to split some things into self-sabotage, but other things are out of your control and you need to take a much more relaxed um, approach to learning those lessons and 
And I've certainly learned that a lot this year, actually. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because James Cash Penny says, mm. growth is never by mere chance. It's mm -hmm. the result of forces working together. Yes, gosh, yes, that's there's true. A, there's another fabulous saying that I, I learned when I was doing my NLP training. Mm. And it's, there is no failure, it's only feedback. Yeah. And all of these things, you know, the forces working together, you might mm. feel as though those forces are working against you. Yes. But, you know, again, I'm going to bring my spiritual side of me in. There's a reason for that to happen. And mm. um, they're not working against you because they're helping you understand you have to do X or you have to do Y. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know that on all elements of what I've done this year, because I was aware we were doing this show, I did my review at the weekend. Mm. And I mean, I've got some fantastic feedback for myself. Mm -hmm. Um to understand some of the challenges that I've experienced, mm. some of the unplanned challenges that came into life that I didn't know were coming in. Right. Um, and my wonderful Border Collie pup was one of those. Yes, yeah. You know, because at the beginning of the year when we were sitting down doing a lot of planning, you and I, we didn't know we were getting a puppy. Mm-hmm. And I can remember trying to work out how I could spend five or six hours a day with this puppy training her mm. um, and still work seven or eight hours a day. Yes. And, and I mean, Dawn, you'll know that the, the challenges that I went through with some of that. Mm. But was that wrong that mm -hmm. we threw the curveball in in the middle, you know, beginning of the year mm. that had this huge impact? No, it wasn't. No, it's all about priorities, isn't it? And quality of quality of life etc and that's why you and I live in rural France yeah because there is that quality of life where we've chosen to live mm -hmm. yeah so I think you know when we're talking about growth mm. and we're talking about this review whether it's a business plan whether it's reviewing your goals whether it's reviewing your wheel of life whatever it's reviewing mm. please don't take what hasn't happened as failure yeah I think we have to start looking at it. And I know in one of the things that I talk about, um, how to use your journal, and, and I do some writing presentations on that, I always say if you feel you're thinking something negative or you say something negative, write it down. Mm -hmm. Put it on paper. I always say put it in your journal, but write mm -hmm. it down. Look at what you've just said or thought. Convert it to the positive. Mm-hmm cross out the negative and start to think in that positive sentence mm -hmm. because you start to learn and understand what can happen yeah yeah because you know we we tend to be very much black or white success or fail and really it's you know if if we didn't get the outcome we expected instead of thinking oh we failed we didn't achieve it it was self-sabotage in, if we just reviewed it as well, we got an outcome. It wasn't the outcome we expected. It's just another label. It takes the pressure off you. Review the lessons learned and move on. Yep. That's much more a much more healthy approach uh, than berating yourself, um, particularly you know if you didn't have complete control over the situation. But you know, we we know individually where. Uh, the issues lie whether we're being delusional and uh, it's our own self-sabotage in which case that's another reason where coaching comes into play because it's great for identifying self-sabotage addressing the self-sabotage and actually putting steps in place that it stops so that you can move forward um, and um, you know just acknowledging really the truth of the situation because you know there are times where you think oh say you want to lose some weight if you're honest about the situation you might think well actually yes I am eating too much there's no point saying but I hardly eat anything um, you know if you're honest you know that at that moment you're eating too much you're not exercising so delusion self-sabotage is at play or um you're eating the wrong things at the wrong times at the wrong times with the wrong people who being, don't want you to succeed 
Well, some may want you to succeed, but may not may not be in a well, in a place where they can help you succeed. So you end up doing the wrong thing. Yeah. It's it, it and it's not wrong that that's happened. I mean, the mm. other great thing that I'm also quite passionate about. Mm. <laughs> you can tell I love personal development in yeah. all capacities, mm. um, and I love help helping people grow and understand. The other great thing that that um, I always want people to think about is the fact that sometimes we take on too much. Mm -hmm. There's a wonderful statement that comes through in some of the coaching material that that I've studied that says you should only take on three goals at any one time. Yes. And if you're taking on a major big goal and you break it down, only take on a maximum of three elements of that major big goal. Mm. because a we're very busy to start with b we physically mentally and emotionally can't take on much more Mm. so if we suddenly think you know we talk about this 12 segment wheel of life for our holistic wholeness Mm. if we try and take on a a goal in every single one of those segments Mm -hmm. something has to give Mm. we physically mentally and emotionally cannot do it which is why people fail with their New Year's resolutions. They've, they've, their expectations are so high. New Year, New You, I'm going to do this, 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 change everything about my life, that by the 27th of January, you know, 87% of people have, have quit yep. uh, because it was so overwhelming and so unrealistic. Whereas if they took your approach of picking or even just prioritizing them yep. and working through them one by one. That would be a better better approach. I mean, that, to be fair, it's a lot of what I do with my clients is when um, they come to me and, and, you know, we go through the wheel of life and they decide they want 12 goals or 10 goals or eight goals or whatever it is. Mm. My first question is always, what's the top priority? Mm-hmm. Mm. Because, you know, sometimes we we want to do all these changes and I mean I know I've been there and and I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this and I've got all these goals sitting in front of me Mm -hmm. and you know the way I can describe it best is I have all these business opportunities sitting in front of me Mm. but I can't focus on all of them I don't have the physical time Mm. mental capacity or energy to focus on all of them so the key question for you is which one is going to bring the most money, the most job satisfaction? For me, the question was job satisfaction. Mm. The second question was money. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a truism that the money will follow if, if uh, you're satisfied in your work. So. And the third question, interesting mm. enough, was who did I want to be working with? Yes, yeah. Because sometimes, you know, what do you want to do who do you want to do it with mm. give you a better financial return which yes. is work yeah um then you know what do i want to do who's the uh, from the the business side the best person for me to work with mm. because that person and you may have such disagreements that there's no financial return yes yeah. and like I can remember sitting when I used to live in the island of Madeira, sitting on a beach one day with this list of business opportunities because I was a great one for saying, yes, I'd love to get involved in that. Oh, I'd love to do that with you. I remember sitting there going, why didn't this one work? Oh, I didn't have time to do that one. Okay, why didn't this one work? Okay, when I had time, they didn't have time. Mm -hmm. Why didn't this one work? Because we had different vision. You know, there were all reasons for it. And then I, I actually went to the list. I put it down, had a cup of coffee or whatever, sat down. Um, and then I picked the list up again. Something made me pick it up. And I went, do I want to be doing this? Mm. And the answer was no, I don't. Yeah. yeah. And so I was crossing these things off. You know, I ended up with a list that was something like 22 or 23 projects. A list of three. Mm. Sadly, since then, it's increased because I keep the yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, was it wrong that I said yes? Was it yeah. wrong 
tried was it no mm. but that review really did help me yeah of course make that decision mm. and have a better time the following year well have an easier time the following year yes yeah. because i wasn't trying to you know spread myself too thin yes yeah all with too many people and and actually that's a classic mm. Because every project for me, I don't know about anybody else, but for me is always with somebody different. Yes. I don't have two or three projects with one person. I have a project with yes. that person. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's great that I know so many people who want to work with me, but I have to focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at this, is it right? Is it wrong? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Well, only you can decide that, can't you? What, what is right for you, your situation, your domestic situation, your professional situation, and try and align them to your goals in the best way that you can. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So, you know, there's, um, there's some fabulous quotes that we know for this, which I think in some ways really focus us. Mm-hmm. So Napoleon Hill, who is somebody I adore, I love his writing. Yes, Hill classics. Yeah, he's he's you know, when you think that some of these writings were done in the eight, late eighteen hundreds, and I mean they really are applicable today. Mm. He says strength and growth come only through continuous effort and struggle. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know. We, what do we have to carry on with? Mm. And this review is going to help us as we go through the next show and the, the January one really define what our 2016 is going to be about. Mm. And that's right because, I mean, there's another quote, and I, don't ask me to pronounce the guy's name. You, you might be able to do it. Um, but life is growth, and if we stop growing technically, spiritually, whatever, we're as good as dead. Um, and, you know, when I'm working with uh, clients and other student coaches and say, oh, how long will it be until, you know, I achieve such and such or I'm brilliant at this? It's kind of like, well, will you ever get there? Because it's, it's a journey rather than a destination. Um, because if you actually think, oh, I'm a great coach or I'm a great person or whatever, by definition, you've stopped learning, you've stopped growing. Yeah. Um, and that's not a really good place to be. So that's why, you know, uh, discussions, debates, shows, reviews, lessons learned type uh, projects are so crucial to our continued growth. And people, by definition, human beings as definition, have to have a sense of purpose. You know, if we go back to Maslow's hierarchical theory, a sense of purpose is absolutely crucial to our overall well-being. Yeah. And if we're stagnated and think, well, we've just got there, what do we do with the rest of our life? Well, it's also um, the 80-20 rule, isn't it? Yes. Where we spend 80% of our time trying to achieve mm. the 20% of things, you know, we don't really want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And we spend 20% of our time trying to achieve that 80% of stuff we really, really want to be doing. Mm. Yeah. And... When you're doing the review, I mean, all of this comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. It's a great opportunity to be really honest with yourself, actually, isn't it? Absolutely. And actually, isn't that a great point, that you have to be honest with yourself about this? Mm. Yeah. Sometimes we're not. Yeah, that's right. Have that quiet time with yourself and go through your own wheel of life. And certainly the, the 12 subjects that we've picked you know, based on our experience and the work that we do with our clients seem to be the most popular key ones that uh, people consider A, to be important and B, struggle with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we've got 12 um, segments on our wheel of life for holistic wholeness. Mm. Often people only have eight, some will have six, some might have 10. It's not often people yeah. get the whole 12. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the one that I love that you very rarely see and I know you're the queen of this, Dawn, uh -huh. on a wheel of life is decluttering. Yes. Creating that physical and mental space. 
Absolutely. And isn't this a time to look at what we've done throughout the year? Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, when we talked about your future, we talked about, you know, what did you want out of 2015 Mm. and the year? What did we want to achieve by the end of it? Mm. Isn't this a good time when you're looking at the year? What have we done? How far have we achieved? How far have we grown? Mm-hmm. That you actually also include decluttering. Yeah, you're right. Because we're going to declutter stuff um, at work and in our home space. Yep. And potentially friends as well you know this is a key time where people are dreading spending time with family and friends over the Christmas and New Year period Um, absolutely and also um, you know when you're talking about that it's also a time when people are just dreading um, having to think about what to do next year Mm. because they're I mean I know again I've been there you know, you come to the end of the year and I, I've often throughout my whole working career sat at the end of the year, sometime between Christmas and New Year, because often I've been somewhere where I can sit on a beach and that's where I love to meditate. Mm. Um, and you suddenly think, well, I've committed to doing this project with this person. Mm. And if I was honest with myself, I'd rather not do that project with that person, not because it's that person, maybe it's that project and maybe it is that person. Yeah. Um, project with somebody else whatever doesn't matter but is this a time to stop and declutter it mm-hmm. and get rid of it and not do it mm-hmm. yes yeah and also when we talk about the decluttering it kind of links in with the wealth because this is a very expensive time that we're going to approach where people sometimes feel obliged to spend money they haven't got Mm-hmm. And if they decluttered their financial file and got to grips with their finances and set themselves a budget as opposed to just putting bills and bank statements in envelopes in a drawer and thinking, I'll deal with it in January and secretly worrying and, and losing precious energy over it, then they could have a happier, more stable Christmas on a budget uh, that was honest and not put themselves in, under terrible pressure uh, in, in December and January. Or also the other challenge is putting all of that on your credit card and then having to pay it off later. Yeah. Because and, and literally later. working through the year mm. to pay off last Christmas or pay off you know, New Year or whatever it is, that um, you could have, as you say, planned for. Yeah. Budgeted for. And if you're honest and you can only afford, you know, uh, secret Santas for less than five pound or or whatever the, the, the budget is per person, what is more important, you know, having a good relationship with somebody or trying to impress them with a present that they probably didn't need anyway and then feel obliged to buy you something? Uh, it, it's just a complete nonsense. So the honesty with yourself and your finances and with others is never more important than it is right now as well. Exactly. Exactly. But it's, I think, I think the challenge is that, you know, you talked about the honesty with yourself and the honesty with your loved ones. Mm. Sometimes we actually don't want to tell them. I know. Well, it's all about image and ego. It gets in the way. So this is why, you know, you know, a, a spiritual coach like yourself is going to help somebody strip those layers of ego away and be authentic and be brave enough to show up as the person that they really are. And in in some ways, yes, but also don't we help that, that client that uh-huh. we're talking about here yeah. understand their own position mm. And understand how we can help them express it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not always about, you know, um, fear and doing it yourself. It's sometimes about how can I get some help to understand how I could go and tell my loved ones. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's the beauty of having a coach because they're going to open up uh, other mediums. You know, if, if you're too frightened to speak, then working with a coach or a therapist or 
whoever, you know, they're going to be able to explore with people that, you know, you can write a letter. You might never have to send it because just writing it sometimes is enough and things like that. So, yeah, you, you don't have to be on your own in any of these issues. Nothing is insurmountable, really. No. And, and I think, you know, I know that when we were sitting down and we were thinking about what could we talk about in this show, mm. I think it probably, and well, I'm probably going to be told off by some of our listeners who I know quite well, mm. um, this might actually be the most important show throughout the whole year mm. because this is something we do not do for ourselves. Mm. We look at our fitness. We look at our future. We look at our health. We look at our wealth. We look at ourselves. We look at our energy. We look at our relationships. You know, we often look at our time and think we haven't got enough. Mm. We've brought decluttering in because you and I both feel it's, it's a really important part. And okay, we may not be looking at decluttering enough mm. there's a group of people like me who will always look at their spiritual side you know okay not everybody does it that's not a problem at all mm. people look at their future and they look at what they want to do but how often are we honest enough with ourselves to sit down and look at what we've achieved mm. what we haven't achieved the reasons why before we go into the next phase or year or whatever you want to call it to be able to um, plan for the next year. Yeah. I mean, really, if we, if we thought about it as a, we are an onion and we're peeling the layers. Yeah. Honestly. Um, and stripping it, you know, back to the bare bones that, um, this is what we want more of. This is what we want less of. This is who we want in our lives. This is who we don't, etc. Um, then it means going into a new year, new you, which there is such high expectation, unrealistically high expectations uh, <clears throat> of being slimmer, happier, healthier, wealthier, and, and all of that. Yeah. You'd be able to measure your expectations so much better and achieve um, what you wanted to do in your time, in your space, um, rather than succumbing to, you know, the media pressure that is is just off the grid at the moment with all of this, you know, and I, stuff. You just raised a really good point that we haven't thought about. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to pick this point up. Mm -hmm. Expectations. Yeah. Whose expectations? Yeah, exactly yours somebody else's I, I would i would hazard a guess it's usually somebody else's well if we talk about business for for a moment and i mean we both have a corporate background mm. how often were the um goals that you were trying to achieve yours mm. and how often were those goals somebody else's yes now, I know I've, I've come across that challenge with clients of mine where they say, my boss says I need to achieve this goal. Yeah. But whose goal is it? Mm -hmm. So has somebody else set that expectation that you're trying to achieve? Mm. Or have you set that expectation? And mm -hmm. are you or are you being impacted in what you're trying to achieve and do by other people? Loads of questions, I know. But yeah. I don't have the answer to all of them. Mm. Well, certainly in the corporate structure, you know, the goals aren't yours really. But I know that, and I actually remember doing doing this with, with somebody um, some time ago. Um, I think when I first became a coach and I was talking to somebody who I met through my local chamber of commerce in the UK. And he did say to me, these are the goals a business must achieve. Mm -hmm. here's a business mm -hmm. um, and he just brought his son in to run part of it to, part, to run one of the divisions and I said this is the goal the business must achieve mm -hmm. and he looked at me and he said well yeah if we're to stay afloat and I said if that's the goal for the business to achieve what's your goal in relation to that business goal mm -hmm. And he said, it's that goal. And I said, no, you clearly told me it was the business goal. Now, how do we convert that to being your goal? Yeah, 
Yeah. And in some of this review, I'm sure that um, all of us are going to feel a little bit of this when, you know, somebody else has an expectation. We have a partner, yeah. we have a husband, we have a wife, and there's an expectation there. Yes. And even if you do agree with that expectation, how do you convert it to being your goal? Mm. Well, as Shannon um, Alder said, you know, your most important want, and you can insert goal in instead of want, but want is a, is a good word or a desire. Your most important want should be, although I don't like the word should, uh, be the one that you can control yes. rather than feel that, you know, a, a corporate or a family goal is controlling you. Mm -hmm. And I think that actually probably a good point because some of these you know i know when i go around my wheel of life obviously i think about my partner i think about my parents i think mm -hmm. about brother and his family i think about my animals my two cats and my dogs i don't often think about that wheel in relation personally and singly and solely in relation to me mm -hmm. so how much am i self-sabotaging myself by bringing everybody else in my family into this wheel mm -hmm. But I think also, Barbara, people are genuinely quite reluctant and frightened to examine a subject like growth because mm -hmm. for a lot of people, they will have experienced very little growth. You know, there's a saying, isn't there, that um, if what you do today is have a, a diet of fish and chips, read the Sun newspaper and watch the soaps, you know, it's it's quite likely, and I think it might have been, um, well, it's not Napoleon Hill, but somebody like that who said, you know, you, you are what you think today, you know, it's yeah. going to be what you are in the future. So if you've got that that diet uh, of a staple and you, you hang around with negative people, it stands to reason in, in a year or five years' time, you'll be eating a diet of fish and chips, hanging around negative people, watching the, the soaps, reading the the trashy newspapers etc not that there's anything wrong with that if that's what you want but if you do want to grow as a person grow to become a nicer kinder more compassionate more loving family person be of service to your community whatever that may be and contribute to the economy at work etc then you have to be proactive and you have to make some changes you cannot um, address problems with the same thinking that created those problems so exactly have to be honest and have a review at some stage which is why and we keep going back to business which is why businesses annually if not quarterly have some sort of business review we've all got a work in progress type document it's not a document that gathers dust um, it's, and for, for, for some families, forward-thinking families, it might be a mission statement. You know, well, this is what we've achieved. How can we tweak it so that we are a better family? And, yep. and not just internally, but in, in the community. It's something that is constantly reviewed. It's not a one-off exercise. No, and, and, you know, you're right. I mean, big businesses review their goals, their, their plans, um, maybe only twice a year, maybe only once a year mm -hmm. when they truly take the, you know, this is what we wanted and this is what we've achieved. Mm -hmm. But they always take those, look at what didn't happen and plan for the next year. Mm -hmm. And often these people, these businesses, you know, I'm talking about the big businesses, mm -hmm. the top sort of 100 or 500 in the world will plan for five years. Mm -hmm. They can see that some of these goals that they want to achieve mm -hmm. will take time. Mm -hmm. And they'll be tweaking along the way in line with the economy, with resources, yep. etc. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, when we start to look at those review plans that are in place, you know, today, mm. surely we can do that in our own lives. Mm, absolutely. Because we, we, it doesn't matter. It's all, it's all a, a matter of scale. Even if we're just one person or one family or one corporate uh, business or one man bands, we all have resources. We all have um, this ability to review something. 
and presumably we want next year to be bigger and better than what we've just had otherwise we are standing still and stagnating yep. so do we have um, a, a sort of a, a review template Barbara that we're going to put online for our, our readers and listeners you know we do and we will put it up online um, I think one of the things that we should do and I'll, I'll create this because I've actually done this for some of my clients so I can pick out you know what I've done for them and, and put it up for our listeners but we suggest that you create your own wheel of life yeah now we talked about that in January and we talked about how to do it and there's a lot of information on our site that says how to do it put in your own segments don't use ours or use ours I don't mind either way yeah. and take um today's where are you today in that segment standard wheel of life stuff so you know if i was looking at my wheel of life and i'm looking at energy and i'd be thinking oh where am i in my energies today and it might be only four or five mm -hmm. because getting a bit of a cold again energy is feeling a bit down um where was i in january mm -hmm. in my energies now if i was six or seven or eight why have i dropped mm -hmm. if i was two or three why have i increased mm -hmm. and where did i expect to be mm -hmm. um and I think we should do that. And, and this, the second step to this exercise that I have actually done for, for my clients, and I will willingly share it, is that you take all that information, put it down in front of you, become very aware of it. Mm -hmm. Because often we look at figures and we go, yep, that's a three and yep, that's a five and we walk away. No, become aware of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the accountant in me coming out. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um. And then actually start to list what you've done. Mm -hmm. And also start to list what you've not done. Mm -hmm. Because I think both are important. Yeah, and sometimes the things that you haven't done, you haven't done for a reason, i.e. it's no longer relevant. Yep. It's been on your list for so long that the time has passed. So instead of carrying it around as negative energy, dump it. Absolutely. But also you can learn from, you know, what have you done? Great. What have I learned? What have I experienced? Mm -hmm. How have I grown? Mm -hmm. What haven't I done? What was the reason I haven't done it? Mm -hmm. What blocked me from doing it? Yeah. Now, we've talked about self-sabotage, and there are some things that will, will sabotage us moving forward. There's mm -hmm. a block in the way, and we've let that block stay there. Mm. But equally so, it may just be something that says, I haven't had time to do this. Mm -hmm. yeah. And recognize that. Yeah. And then, you know, in, in the December show, we're going to talk a little bit more about how you map your own wealth in. And, and, and we'll talk a lot more about that in depth. And in January, we're going to talk about how to plan 2016. Mm. So this information is going to become quite key as mm. we move through the next couple of shows. And what I would add to that, Barbara, is what I get my clients to do with the Wheel of Life is, yes, create your, their own Wheel of Life, put their own segments in, prioritize them. But I encourage my client to use different colors. So, for instance, the first time they do their Wheel of Life or their Wheel of Health or their Wheel of Finance, whatever the subject is, they will do it in black ink. Yeah. And then when we uh, agree when is an appropriate time for them to review, it might be a week, it might be three months, or it might be once a year. It's entirely up to you. It's kind of like an MOT. You redo the exercise, but in red, yeah. so that you can see. So sometimes you only need one wheel of life, and you can have four, five, six different colors when you keep redoing it to see which areas you're improving on, maybe to the detriment of some other areas, but it helps you see at a glance. It's a great tool for people who like mind maps, who are very visual, um, that they can see exactly what's going on at any given time, where they've improved, by how much. Yeah. And those that are more kinesthetic, I think will um, really enjoy your approach is by writing down your lists. What have you achieved? Who with? What haven't you achieved? Why not? And you know, which ones do you want to carry forward type of thing. So that's that's what I would do as, as a review document with my clients. And I, th I mean, all of this works because what we're going to come out with at the end of this, um, this review that we're talking about, yeah. is people who can start recognizing success. Mm -hmm. What have I actually learned that I couldn't do 
last year that I've done mm. this year. Mm. And I mean, you know, you're working with a, a fair number of authors, co-authors mm. on the, on the Dialog Guru um, series of books. Mm -hmm. Some have never written a chapter before. Some don't know what mm. that means. Mm. Some have written chapters before not have had the level of editing that you've done. Mm. So I've, I've had to go through a learning process about what does editing mean? Yes. You know, it's a learning. It's something that you've done. I remember when you and I first did our co-authoring book. And I can remember sitting in front of my PC screen with this blank sheet of paper, feeling mm. blank. Mm. Because I was given a certain number of words and I agreed a topic. Mm. And a time scale. And a time scale. Mm. You know, I actually, it's coming back to me, I actually remember the same challenge when I did my thesis for my um, coaching qualification. Mm-hmm. You know, so much information to share, so much information I want to put in there. Mm. But where do I start and how do I yeah. do? Because we don't know. Yeah. So I think we should, you know, we should do. What have we achieved? What are our successes? What have we learnt because of those? Mm. And what are our challenges? And why have we had those challenges? And we mm. both hate the why question, I know. But mm. why have we? Mm. Because the why will help us understand if it's a self-sabotage or what I call a real reason. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is to remember, and you kind of touched on this earlier, Barbara, is that, again, if we link what I was saying about measuring expectations, we don't have to celebrate the end result. We can celebrate the individual steps that get us there. So even if we had set ourselves a target in January of writing a book or losing two stone or running a marathon or whatever by December, and when we're doing our review, our annual review, we didn't quite get there. So what? What did we achieve? Celebrate the fact that you've lost a stone instead of two. Celebrate you can run you know, for six miles without getting out of breath, but you haven't done a marathon. That's something that can be carried forward. Yeah. So celebrate those little successes so think about things that would be a good reward now obviously if you're dieting and you want to lose two stone a reward is not going to necessarily be a box of chocolates it might be you know some really pretty underwear in um uh, the lower dress size um for people who are writing and they haven't written a whole book you know, a, a reward along the way could be a nice fountain pen or a new journal. So think about what motivates you and what would be nice little rewards. We're, we're very focused normally on just celebrating the end result. And I don't think that's necessarily very healthy either or motivational. Well, I remember, and this is going back to my project management days and you're talking mm -hmm. about that, um, being taught how to project manage something properly. Mm -hmm going through the training, and I can remember somebody saying, in the good old days of Gantt charts, mm. put your Gantt chart together. Mm. And for me, Gantt charts are great. They're visual. You know, this piece of work is going to take this long because there's a line there that tells mm. you that. And then this piece of work is going to take this long because there's a line there. Mm. And I can remember when the wheel, you know, the, the uh, Millennium Wheel went up in London, and mm. I was working for a corporate um, in London, in Hoburn. And we finished a huge chunk of work mm -hmm. and I remember saying to my team let's go and have a go on the wheel and they all looked at me you know like we've always known she's mental so now she's just showing us she is yeah and we got I booked all the tickets and we went out and we um we walked down because we took we did it over lunch and we walked down there and we got some fresh air and it was a beautiful sunny day and we got into this, this car, and because there were so many of us, we were in the one car, which was fantastic. They'd held it for us. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the guys turned around and said to me, Barbara, why are we doing this? And I said, just look at what we've achieved in the last 10 months. Mm. And he said, yes, but. And I said, there's no yes, but about it. Yeah. Look back over what we've achieved. We have to complete the project. Yes. But let's stop and look at where we are. Yeah. And I can remember this client of mine, I went back into the office and we were sitting at our desk and we were all working and there was all this chat going on about how, what people had seen and, you know, um, how clear the sky had been and all this stuff. And one of the, the managers came in and he said, where have you been? I said, on the wheel. He mm. said, what for? And I said, to recognize success. Mm -hmm. And he said, maybe we should do that more often. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
it is important to recognize success and that's a project manager in me because you know you come to an end of a a piece of work that you've defined has to be done Mm -hmm. and often we just move into the next piece of work yes exactly yeah so you know you're talking about writing books well you know celebrate the fact you've written the introduction celebrate the fact you've written that first chapter exactly and even if it is just getting up and going walking around the garden, which some days I do because I need to celebrate something and I haven't seen the garden in a couple of days because I've been working so hard. You know, you yeah, that's up. a good point, Barbara. These things do not have to be financial. You know, not everybody has a, a great deal of disposable income at the moment. And just having a break and giving yourself permission yeah. um, to do something different and yeah. get on the treadmill is a reward in itself for some people so i mean i i did it strange enough i did it over the weekend because i'd had a few challenging days last Mm -hmm. week was was quite stressful with all this work going on in this particular project Mm a few things that were happening and i can remember going out on was it yesterday morning and i actually my partner saying what are you going to do i said i'm going to go play with the dog Mm -hmm. then i'm going to go and grab myself a cup of coffee and i'm going to go sit on the sofa and read my book and he, he went good for you yeah yeah because i'd never for, for a few months now i hadn't taken that day out i hadn't mm. taken that half an hour out mm-hmm. and this poor puppy was looking at me going so we've done five minutes are you going in yet and it's like no let's carry on playing and she was yeah. ecstatic yeah so you know it isn't always about spending money no it's actually about realizing the success you've had yeah walking out and going i'm going to do something else i mean i know people who go and dig in the garden or you know just something yeah so to recap now is a brilliant time before new year to review your life not just your business which is the typical uh thing that people are used to and 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 certainly for a lot of people who are not self-employed they're used to having it done for them and presented with a set of targets and measurements and uh, and goals but it's an opportunity for you to review your health um your wealth declutter your environment and really measure the sort of self-growth business growth um check your energy your relationships mm-hmm. and your spiritual development mm-hmm. um etc so all the topics that we've got on the wheel and review honestly what you've achieved, even if it's only little steps, it's in the right direction. It's all a it's all a journey. It's not a destination. Reward those steps in a way that is motivational for you. Yep. Read a book, a little treat, whatever. Um, check your your resources, and plan. Help you plan for the for, for the following year. So I would say instead of you know planning New Year resolutions, which are usually too many too unrealistic, etc. Think about New Year solutions based on what you've achieved this year that will carry you forward. And you know, it's interesting because you talk about we often do um, New Year's resolutions and we do too many. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you're sitting there and everybody around that table and you're celebrating the New Year and everybody around mm-hmm. the table going, New Year's resolution, New Year's resolution, you're thinking, great one, great yeah. one. Capture them. Mm-hmm. because in the December show and in the January show, we're going to be able to help you convert those into realistic goals. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think people can capture them, yes. but I do agree with you that they should now think about what do I want to do in the new calendar year? Yeah. From what, what I want more of. I mean, a great exercise just to finish, uh, which is quite a nice visual one for people, and I do this in my workshops, is get a piece of string and... Um, in a workshop we've got people but if you're if you're on your own you'll still be able to work out how to do it but get a piece of string have one person at either end holding stretching it out and think what's the average age of survival for most people in most countries well you know let's say it's 80 uh, which is a little bit high for a lot of countries so you'd cut that piece of string based on your age at a certain point so uh, the average age is 80%, uh, so, sorry, 80 years, you're 40, you're going to cut your string exactly in half. Mm-hmm. So half of that string drops on the floor. That's your life. It's, it, you know, the, the yeah. life you've had, it's gone. 
So you're left with 50% of string left. What do you want differently? And it's a great visual for helping people to review what they've achieved and what they want differently. And I've known clients actually turn it into a sort of a wristband and they wear it so that in January when they might be feeling low in energy, it's dark, it's cold, they haven't got finances and they're thinking, oh, I'm going to quit my goals. You know, they can look at the wrist bit of string that they've made and think, no, this is a journey. I do want something different. I have to make little changes. I have to celebrate little successes, etc. So, you know, there's, there's a, a great little exercise you can, you know, have some fun with, with the people that are important in your life and, and do a group family review, a business review, whatever. And I think that's a great one. And I think that would actually help us move into the December show. Mm-hmm. where We're talking about a topic we call your wealth. Mm-hmm. And we really brand this as you PLC. Yeah. But you know, wealth does not just relate to money. Mm-hmm. It does not just relate to finances. Wealth relates to the whole of you. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're calling this show Holistic Wholeness. Yes. So thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. And I look forward to presenting and talking to you again in December. And don't forget to send us your questions. Absolutely. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Dawn.